Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. I'm Christine, your host. We are so glad you are here and our hope is that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. We continue with our series, The Detox. Here's Pastor Geshom with today's message. Hi Church, it's a joy and a privilege to meet with you again in this online experience and I'm honored that I get to share God's word with you all. Even as we've been continuing on the series, the detox, um, I don't know how many of you are really excited about the series, but I for one have uh, seen over the last three weeks, God's been really working in and through my life personally. There have been so many things God's been revealing time and again. When I just thought I've, I'm doing okay and I fare myself better, it's interesting that God reminds me again from the scriptures how I'm lacking in those particular areas. Repentance is an ongoing thing. It's an everyday thing that we have to repent of something or the other because if we are wanting to move in this journey forward, we need to ask God to be with us and change us every step of the way. What we saw in the first week was, are we pretending or are we performing? The following week, we saw whether we actually are having a knockoff template of our repentance where we just say these quick repentant prayers and go uh, carry on with our day. Or do we really take time and have a real repentance of our heart where we ask God to change us, the way we think, the way we uh, cultivate all our thoughts within us so that when we outwork everything physically, we are actually doing what he's called us to do. The third week, we saw how we've built these heart idols Constantly when we depend on ourselves, when we do things on our own, we've constructed these heart idols in so many areas of our life. And when we have true worship, God breaks those heart idols because in worship, there's nothing else that can stand except him. And we also saw how many a times we need to claim God's word so that these heart idols don't take their roots in our hearts, that they'll be uprooted. Today, even as we step into the fourth part of the series, we're going to see how we have to let go of unforgiveness. How we have to detox ourselves of unforgiveness. Today, uh, forgiveness is such a big topic. At least the world knows that if you're a Christian, you will know what forgiveness is about. It's very integral to our faith because Jesus came down to earth. He was uh, he died on our behalf so that we'll be forgiven of our sins. And so today I want us to understand uh, do we really know the value and what forgiveness is all about? When we look at the meaning of forgiveness, it says it is to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw or mistake. And today we carry this bitter root of unforgiveness because we feel that, you know, we've been wronged really bad. There's nothing in the world that uh, should have happened, but it's happened to me and uh, I take bitter root of it. I don't allow myself to progress any further. But we must learn to forgive. And it's a tough thing. Today's topic is a tough topic. In fact, um, it's that one nerve which all of us don't want to talk about. All of us have some form of resentment. All of us have some form of um, unforgiveness in our body. It's in our spirit also because uh, we've, we've been hurt. And let's, uh, let's lay it uh, down right now that we are in a hurting world. When we are in a hurting world, we will be hurt by hurting people. Hurting people hurt others. And so even if we have a strain of unforgiveness, we automatically will induce hurt to someone else in the form of our words, in the form of our actions. 
and sometimes even in not doing anything we sometimes hurt people where we are supposed to react and we don't react when we are supposed to take a stand and we don't take a stand when we boil it down it all comes down to some bitter root of unforgiveness in first john it clearly says if we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins he is faithful and just true to his own nature and promises and will forgive our sins and cleanse us continually from all unrighteousness our wrongdoing everything not in conformity with his will and purpose john beautifully says that he is willing to forgive us if we willingly first confess our sins today when we look at the cross are we freely and willingly able to go there and confess our sins because until unless we have a better understanding of us receiving forgiveness we are never going to be able to forgive others uh over this last 3 weeks as we've been doing this entire detox series we've been um me and my wife both have been giving a lot of examples of our kids and uh, the other day just uh, a few days back it's interesting how uh, when you're preparing a sermon uh, certain life incidences um, just get caught and you think it's a good example and so this happened so uh, all our three kids after lunch were playing um my boy started uh, taunting my daughter and saying mean things and then um it was there it was a boy's turn to take the dog out for uh, her regular uh, you know pee and poo and all that and uh, when um when they had taken her out she conveniently locked them outside the house and in the afternoon heat they were wilting outside they came back in really frustrated and angry before that what happened was even as they were fighting i went in and i told them to apologize to each other and that they can't be mean little did that apology even matter there cuz she decided that she wouldn't forgive and that she felt happy only when she took certain action upon both those two brothers of hers after they have uh, taken them out and she could lock them outside today how many of us are that we are quick to ask forgiveness in front of god for our sin but when someone else hurts us we are quick to react and give them back something today this toxin of unforgiveness has to completely be dealt with the reason why i say toxin is today we are so careful we live in a globalized world uh, we live where uh, we all are pretty much using the same thing over the last 7 to 8 years uh, there's no difference between what a person is using uh, in another country to what a person is using here in india in fact we have everything that we get so today uh, there are toxins everywhere for example uh, microwave has become an essential part of our life so today we uh, microwave a lot of things we microwave leftover food we microwave a lot of things in containers and for us who all um, have embraced this quarantine lockdown uh, we've all gotten used to microwaving also a lot and there are certain containers that you should use for microwaving there are certain containers you shouldn't use and scientists have drawn so many conclusions saying that if you don't use the correct material there are toxins within that plastic or within that material that could get onto your food and in turn when that gets in what happens is you uh, might develop some uh, in the long term you might develop some disease toxins we are careful today if we eat too much meat suddenly we go on this detox of just cleansing our body and making sure there are no toxins inside history goes on to say that the collapse of the roman civilization was because of toxin that was there in their water that they consumed especially amongst the rich in the roman uh, civilization the lead containers that they had to hold their water or drink from or to store 
automatically got mixed with their water and over a period of few years the entire civilization they say it led to the collapse of it toxins are harmful how much more important it is for us to be careful about our spiritual man about our spiritual body that we make sure that that there are no toxins in it we are so careful today about our physical body if um for those of us who are so conscious of working out we make sure that we work out so that we remain healthy in turn we can we'll have a good um heart we'll have uh, a good a good working of our faculties we make we are so intentional about everything we are so intentional about what we eat of how we eat what vessels we use and so much so much and so on but today can we just take over the next 20 minutes to look into our own lives deep and ask god god reveal these toxins of unforgiveness so that i can deal with it and so that i can hand it over to you often times it's not about us dealing with it it's about handing it over to jesus so even before we go into the scripture of matthew which i've taken to me unforgiveness is like this big moving ship that we are we are in this ocean we are heading in this uh ocean unforgiveness looks like this anchor we suddenly just put down on this journey and so eventually what happens is we let down this anchor of unforgiveness it slowly starts going down going down going down finally when it hits rock bottom and then suddenly we're just stationed there we can't move on in life the journey that we're supposed to go forward we feel like we're moving forward we strive we probably are pushing that boat to move forward but the anchor is still holding us grounded there we're not able to see so today um it's interesting that you can actually talk to a person and if you hit that nerve of unforgiveness that's it you've just opened a tap fully a high pressure tap they'll start pouring down all their bitterness of why this happened why that person did this today when people touch any part of us when they get to experience any part of us is there resentment is there unforgiveness that's coming you don't want to be around a person who's not encouraging you don't want to be around a person who's so hurting inside that they all they can do is just see their hurt unforgiveness does that God's wanting to deal with all that because he wants us as his children to move forward. He wants us as his children to experience his forgiveness and in turn be people who can forgive so much better. Even as we read through Matthew 18, we're going to see how we can forgive and at the same time how we can deal with unforgiveness in us. Reading from Matthew 18 verses 21 to 22, then Peter came to him and asked, "Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? 7 times?" No, not seven times. Jesus replied, but seventy times seven. It's interesting how Peter comes to Jesus and says, and probably thought if he uh, says the uh, the number which is uh, which denotes completion, seven, he thought he can. Uh, it's a smart answer. Jesus uh, gives a reply back to Peter, saying, "No, Peter, it's not seven. It's seventy times seven." And when we look through the scriptures and when we read through, we see that the number. It's not about Seventy times seven, which is four ninety. It's not the number or the count that you have to keep, but it's as long as you have Christ in you, you need to continuously keep forgiving. Today, I don't know how many of you, but if I had to keep score of someone who I have to forgive, I can't go beyond four or five. Because after that, I'm confused as to um, I thought I already forgave them, you know, and that's how God wants us to go about it. He doesn't want us to keep score. there's never going to be an app which says forgiveness meter you know and just as you keep forgiving you make a note and then you're going to reach that golden number of 490 no it's not going to happen 
if Jesus is within you, it's going to be uh, a part and parcel of your life. Like God will start working in and through you so that you'll be able to forgive. So even as we go through the scriptures, we're going to see how we can deal with this toxicity of unforgiveness. So the first thing is when we have to get rid of this toxin of unforgiveness, we need to be accepting that we are all forgiven by Jesus completely. You might be like, yeah, I know I'm forgiven. Yes, we all know we are forgiven by Jesus. But do we all actually soak it in saying that we are forgiven by Jesus completely? It comes down to our prayers. In fact, uh, when uh, if we are honestly seeking forgiveness, we go back saying, um, you know what, God, I'm sorry about this. The next day, we still feel, you know what, I think I didn't press enough. I didn't ask God. No. Reading through 1 John, when we read earlier, it said, if we freely admit, he's willing to forgive us. But how many of us actually freely admit? We, uh, we measure our words when it comes to asking forgiveness. That's probably because in uh, the way we deal with people around us, we also measure our words when we ask forgiveness. But with God, we, we don't have to take that stance. We need to be able to ask God, God, this is me. This is, you know who I am. You know my heart. I'm sorry, Lord. I, I lay it over here. Th these were my intentions. If we can be that clear to God, the forgiveness that we receive will be 100%. And so let's look at Matthew 18 verses 23 to 27. It goes on to say, Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors had brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned to pay the debt. But the man fell down before the master and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave his debt. Even as we read the scripture, Jesus wanted to give a picture of what the kingdom of heaven and the way it operates to Peter. Peter had asked the question about how many times to forgive and Jesus told him that when a man who owed so much came before the king and was asked to repay it and he couldn't repay it, all he could do was to ask the king for forgiveness and say, God, I'm really sorry. And the master, the king took pity over him and actually cancelled his entire debt. In Romans chapter 5 verse 8, it goes on to say, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. His love was seen when God the Father sent his son to earth so that he'll be this perfect sacrifice. So that we'll have, we'll be bought with that price which, is, which cannot be uh, bought by anyone else and that we'll be his own. His love for us was so much. And so today, when we enter into the throne room of God and ask for forgiveness, God's willing to forgive us. But the question is, are we willing to go and bear it all in front of God? Because uh, we sometimes think, because I've not received forgiveness like that from my parents or from my brother or from, you know, from my own spouse, will God's love also be limited like that and forgiveness also be limited like that? Sometimes God wants us to just to be there in all honesty. Just remember this. God is omniscient. He knows everything. He's omnipotent. He can do everything. And he's omnipresent. He's there everywhere. So he knows us inside and out. There's no side that's not hidden to him. Everything is 
actually seen to him but the love that he has for us is he loves it when we actually go and ask like i see it personally when my children come and personally ask me something i would love to answer or do everything i can in my capability to help them out i as an earthly father can think probably this much the heavenly father it's amazing how much he can do is this that we haven't asked and so today some of the burdens that we've been carrying can actually be put to rest because god's forgiven them rest assured that god's forgiven his love for us is so much greater i would love to read this verse from ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 to 9 it goes on to say for it's by grace that you've been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves it is the gift of god not by works so that no one can boast today we don't have to do something so that we can boast and say you know god's forgiven me because i did all this this no i went into the throne room of god with a repentant heart i was just myself and god forgave me you might be like you know what but i heard this earlier yes that's what looks like we come with that kind of an attitude with all humility knowing that we don't deserve it lord but your love is so much for us that you've forgiven us and many a times to we know that god's forgiven us but we don't accept that forgiveness so today can we be accepting because to get, deal with this detox of unforgiveness in us we need to first accept that we are completely forgiven every time we go before god that's why it's beautiful i love uh, for those of us who partake of the communion it's a beautiful act because every time we go there we actually are recounting saying god you forgive us and i by faith accept it we are united together by your blood and by the body we are part of together and so when we do this as a community together as a community of believers together there's so much of unity in this that unity cannot exist where there's not complete forgiveness and just remember if like 10 of us are there and if 10 of us can accept that we are completely forgiven by jesus what kind of a atmosphere would that create it'll just create an atmosphere of unity and with god we can do great things and so here this forgiveness comes down to the same thing it's all by faith so by faith can we agree today that we are forgiven and i just want to like say a quick prayer even as we've just completed this point that wherever we are at that we'll be able to let go and ask god for forgiveness completely lord even right now i just pray lord over each and every one of us that lord you would detox this unforgiveness out of us lord that we'll be able to accept wholeheartedly lord jesus that lord as we come before you that you will forgive us completely i pray that lord if people are still holding on to it are still ashamed if there's a lot of guilt if there's if they're still grieving over their sin lord may you as a loving father holy spirit may you just envelop them right now lord in the room that they are that they'll be completely forgiven that they'll be they'll be set free lord jesus i thank you lord that we are able to take this first step of detoxing ourselves of unforgiveness in your most holy name we pray amen amen first john chapter 1 verses 5 to 7 goes on to say like this this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you god is light in him there is no darkness at all if we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness we lie and do not live out the truth but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with the one another and the blood of jesus his son purifies us from all sin so today when we ask god to come into our hearts 
and when we live out this life that he's called us, his light should shine through us. And one of the act for his light to shine through us is that we also start forgiving others around us as Christ followers. Which leads me to the second point. To get rid of this toxin of unforgiveness, we need to allow Jesus to come in and get rid of that toxin out of our system. Because many a times we are trying to deal with it on our own, but we can't. Especially when it comes to forgiving other people around us. Let's go on to read Matthew chapter 18. It says, But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. When the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. It's such a scary thing. The equation that God gives us, if I have forgiven you, equals to you should forgive others. So now in your head, you'll have all these questions come up. But that person said such a mean thing to me. That person cheated me of money. That person wrecked my life because it was some form of abuse that happened. The truth about forgiving others is we don't have to do it alone. Jesus is not calling saying, Geshom, go and forgive that person alone. He's saying, hey, involve me in the mix. Even as we are on this journey, Jesus wants to be with us when we forgive others so that we can forgive them completely. And Honestly, forgiving others is not a one-time thing. It's a journey. Sometimes it's it's taken four or five years for restoration to happen. For sometimes it's taken, you know, like 10 years, 20 years. But along that, it comes down to us. Are we willing to just be stationary in that same place till we actually are able to forgive them? Are we still willing to move on with Jesus and carry on and allow God to work it out? Forgiving others actually doesn't depend on us. It actually depends how much of God is there in us. Because when that happens, what happens is we leave it into God's hand. And in turn, what happens is he beautifully, even as we learn that, okay, you know what? I have to forgive him. Our prayers automatically change. If you notice, like we automatically start blessing them. We, we honestly, over a period of time, start meaning well for them. That change only happens because Jesus is there in the mix. Reading from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30 to 32. The Holy Spirit of God has sealed us in Jesus Christ until you experience your full salvation. So you never grieve the Spirit of God or take for granted His holy influence on your life. Lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity and insults, but instead be kind and affectionate toward one another. Has God graciously forgiven you? Then graciously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love. Today, we're able to forgive someone who's so close to us. Oftentimes, we're able to forgive uh, our children or our spouse or sometimes our parents, we're able to forgive. But when it comes to others who are within the family of uh, 
Christ followers, we struggle to forgive. Let's take Jesus into that mix. So when I uh, when I'm saying this, I'm not saying it out of a place of not being mindful of what you've gone through. More than what me understanding what you've gone through, Jesus understands what you've gone through because He was there in that very situation that you were when you were getting hurt. So He's saying, "Son or daughter, can I deal with it along with you? Can you?" Because when we allow God to come into that mix for us to forgive others. It can probably be that wrong word that they said and which hurt us deeply. Or sometimes, it for those of us, it could be even that uh, you didn't really expect. They probably, you had confided in them and then they used that against you. They could have betrayed you. So many things could have happened. But Jesus is willing to walk that journey with you. For a lot of us who are uh, watching today, we can probably relate that we need to forgive someone. For some of us who are there outside as parents, probably as older parents, probably uh, we, our children have struggled to forgive us because of certain things we would have done earlier to them. Or probably your son or daughter has just walked out of the house. Or probably you're struggling to forgive your spouse. Or it could be your parents for sometimes for the stuff that they have said that has just taken bitter root and you struggle to forgive. But can you bring Jesus into that mix? Reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, it goes on to say, It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. So today, can we keep no record of wrongs? And it's a journey. Because as we go along, we tend to forget what actually has happened. Christ's love would have overpowered us so much that we'll be like, you know, Jesus is taking care of it. Uh, I want to share a personal story and many. I, I hope many of you uh, catch that when Jesus is in the mix, sometimes you're not really going to actually meet the person and ask them for forgiveness. So growing up uh, early years, uh, I was bullied a lot in school. From first standard on, I was heavily bullied uh, in buses, call names, uh, typical high school, uh, you know, when you're in school, how they bully you for the color of your skin, uh, for the way you look, for the size that you are, for the glasses you wear. And everything. I was bullied so long. And in eventually what happened is I kind of like took that as my identity. I created this thing that, you know what, this is my identity. This is who I am. This is the color of my skin. This is, And so it became so ingrained in me till I actually, uh, somewhere around uh, 10th or 11th when I was part of the youth group and this person talked from Psalms and said how he has beautifully knit us I'm reading from Psalm 139 verses 13 to 14 in the Passion Translation. It says, You form my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it, how thoroughly you know me, Lord. And so today, when I look back on that entire episode of being bullied and everything, I've forgiven them completely because I know the God who created me has created me so intricately beautiful. There's no mistake in what he's done. And so I don't have to keep my identity on some of the comments that have been told by people around me. And so I, I could wholeheartedly forgive and Jesus had to take care of that. I didn't have to take care of that. So today, many a times when we allow Jesus into the mix, this close communion that we're going to have with Jesus in us is going to transform us so that we'll start overlooking even certain things that have been done. God will start working in us so that we'll be able to see 
things his way. And who are we to question? God's ways are higher. Our minds can't, you know, uh, can't condense it. Neither can we understand it. But all we are asked to do is can we journey with Jesus? So today, if you are there hurting because someone has hurt you, are you willing to bring Jesus into the mix? Are you willing to ask God, God, please come in and deal with this toxin of unforgiveness? Because when he comes into that mix, he can make something good come out of this situation. When we bring Jesus into the mix, he allows us to see the big picture. Going back to Genesis, there's a story of Jacob of how he wronged his older brother Esau. In fact, they're twins. He stole his birthright and then after that he left from there and then he went on to lead his life. He then was coming back on his journey. He decided to leave uh, his father-in-law's place and then with his whole entire clan of uh, children and the herds and everything, he was coming back. But he was completely scared of what Esau might do because he stole his birthright and everything. Before that, Jacob had an encounter with God. That encounter with God changed him completely. And when he meets him in Genesis 33, you can see that when he sees Esau, Jacob gives this beautiful explanation of what it is to be reconciled. Reading from Genesis chapter 33, verses 9 to 11. But Esau said, I already have plenty, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. No, please, said Jacob. If I have found favor in your eyes, accept this gift from me. For to see your face is like seeing the face of God. Now that you have received me favorably, please accept the present that was brought to you. For God has been gracious to me and I have all I need. And because Jacob insisted, Esau accepted it. Reconciliation happens, but it happens on God's turn. If we bring God into the mix, what people will see and what we will eventually see is God orchestrating everything and bringing it beautiful. When we read this, we see how important it is for us to bring God into the mix. It's, it's, when you look at the timeline, it's a little over 40 years. But God brings reconciliation. Today, even as many of us are listening, we might have a lot of family situations where there might be no reconciliation. And oftentimes, we've strived too much on our own strength. And this toxicity of unforgiveness has taken such bitter roots in our hearts. But can we bring Jesus into the mix? C.S. Lewis beautifully puts this. He says, we all agree that forgiveness is a beautiful idea until we have to practice it. As Christ followers, we are known in popular culture that we are people who forgive. Whether we like it or not, we are labeled that way in the world. Christians forgive. They do not retaliate is what the general word is around. But can we be real Christians and Christ followers who practice it today? That it won't be just a characteristic of a Christian, but it'll be something part of our lifestyle. It'll be something part of our life. One of the beautiful things that happen when we allow Jesus into the mix is that he empowers us to forgive. It's not in our own power that we can forgive someone who's hurt us, but he empowers us. In our area of weakness, he gives us strength. In the area where we don't have words, he puts in the words. In the area where we don't have love and we just have hate, he gives us that love. So today, even as we prayed for the first point, I want to pray for the second point as we heard, that God will come into the mix of 
unforgiveness so that that toxin will be removed. Loving Heavenly Father, Lord, even right now, I just pray, Lord, even as we heard this word, I pray that, Lord, this toxin of unforgiveness, Lord Jesus, will be removed. That you will come into this mix. That you will come, Lord Jesus. I pray that, Lord, there are so many hurt that we've harbored in our life, lifelong, Lord Jesus. We've carried it through and through. But right now, we ask you that you might come and that even as we journey with you every day, even as we read your word, even as we pray, that we'll be able to see you work in and through us and that every stage of our life, we'll be able to let go of everything, Lord. We'll be able to forgive others and we won't carry that baggage with us, Lord. Even right now, Lord, I pray prophetically, Lord Jesus, over relationships, Lord, that have to be restored, Lord. That because you are coming into the mix right now, this restoration will happen in relationships that are broken, Lord Jesus. I pray that, Lord, even because you are coming into that mix, Lord Jesus, I pray that, Lord, relationships between husband and wife, relationship between father and son, relationship between mother and daughter, relationship between parents and children, relationship between the extended families, relationship between not just our immediate, but our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, relationship between the people outside will be restored, Lord. I pray that, Lord, we as your children will have the right words. We as your children will have the right spirit, Lord Jesus, and we'll operate as you lead us, Lord. We thank you. Be with us. In your most holy name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, Consider rating us, subscribing, and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus finds life.